Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. Amen, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So as I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, uh, my name is Father David. Um, the last time that I was stationed here in Loretto, I was a novice. Uh, so it's kind of funny, God has a very funny sense of humor uh, that here I am again, back in Loretto. Um, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. And no, I do not have a Southern accent, as people always point that out. And I know because I've never had a Southern accent. Um, but I was thinking in these readings, I was thinking this morning about my dad. So my dad, um, for the last, let's say, 12 years, we've had a truck that he's been trying to repair in our, in, I should say, my mom's garage, because it's her garage, right? Um, that was a joke, but that's okay. Um, but <laughs> he's had this truck, right? Much to the chagrin of my mom, it sat there for 12 years. And, um, you know, he's been trying to work on it, orders parts from Amazon like every other day, trying to fix and mend this truck. It's an old, old Chevy. There was one time where it actually did work. It got us down the streets, got to the gas station, and then it died at the gas station. And I was like, oh, Dad, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but I, when I'm thinking about these, these readings, I was thinking about my dad because that truck has sat there for 12 years and yet he continues to work on it. He continues to try and mend it and repair it to restore it to its former glory. Now, you know, maybe we'll have to see whether or not the Lord will come back by the time he finishes the truck. Um, but the point is, that there are some things worth saving. There are some things worth restoring. Or to use a theological term, there are some things worth redeeming. Which brings us to these readings today. Why? Because Jesus, my brothers and sisters, is the Savior who loves to save. Amen? Jesus is the Savior who loves to save. Because prior to this gospel, we hear the famous parable that Jesus gives of the parable of the lost sheep. Jesus, the shepherd, going, leaving the 99 and going after the one to bring this one back, to restore this one back to relationship. And so the context of this, this gospel that we have today 
we're kind of just thrown into it. It says, Jesus said to his disciples, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his faults, etc. But the context is so important to understand what it is that Jesus commands us to do, because he does command us to. But anything that God commands, he enables us to do. Anything that God commands us to do, he gives us his grace and his power to do it. And so he's saying, if Jesus is the Savior, since he is the Savior who loves to save my brothers and sisters, do we see our own relationships in that way? Do we look at those who have sinned against us, those who've hurt us, those who've stumbled even, as those who are worth saving? Because what this gospel is inviting us to do is asking us the question, if Jesus is willing to go to any lengths possible to win us back, are we willing to do the same for those who have offended us? Are we willing to go to any lengths to win them back? Jesus is clear, right? The language, he says, if you go to your brother and tell him his faults between you and him alone, if he listens to you, you have won over your brother. That winning in relationships for Jesus is asking the question, are we willing to be like the shepherd and go after the one who was lost? Are we willing to be like the Savior who loves to save? And maybe the first step in that, because we've all been hurt, we've all had people sin against us. And what's the temptation that we have when that happens? It's to look at the other person as a monster, right? It's so easy. Which is why I think Jesus, he says, if your brother, sins against you. In other words, do you see this person as your family? Maybe it's somebody in your family that you're working to forgive, that you're working to try and restore and redeem that relationship. And so the first step, my brothers and sisters, to love like Jesus, to love like the Savior who loves to save, is to ask ourselves, do we see the person or do we see a monster? Maybe if that's you today, right now to praise the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, give me the vision to see this person as you see them. Because when we're hurt and we've been wounded, we don't see things clearly. And Jesus knows that. That's why I think he triggers us that word brother. If your brother sins against you, go to him. Which is hard. It's not easy to do that. But again, if we want to be like, to love like Jesus, to love like the Savior who loves to save, who loves to rescue, who loves to redeem and to restore, it goes against the grain sometimes of our own humanity. Because Jesus is clear, if your brother sins against you, you go, you chase after, you pursue. It goes against our own nature because at times when we 
hold on to unforgiveness, we wait for the other person to come back. And Jesus is saying, if it's prudent, you go. You chase after that lost sheep because that's what I did for you. This is hard, this is, this is not easy. In fact, it's impossible. But God gives us the grace to do what is the impossible because that's what grace does. Grace enables us to do what we can't do on our own, amen? Grace enables us to see this other person who's hurt us as Jesus sees them. So if that's, if that's any of us today, to ask Holy Spirit, give me the vision to see this person as you do, to see them as someone worth saving because you thought they were worth saving, because you thought they were worth redeeming. And then the next step, is do we love the person enough to listen to them? Right, we live in a culture right now, people don't listen to each other. Even in debates and in arguments, even if there's good logic being thrown out there, the reality is we're pretty terrible at listening to one another. Why, because to truly listen to one another requires vulnerability, right? It requires us to step out of ourselves and to assume the best in the other person when we are tempted and when our vision clouds us to see the worst in the person. But do we love them enough to listen to them? To go to them and say, what's going on? Do we love them enough to assume the best of their intentions, to hear what they have to say? Because sometimes in order to say what people need to hear, we first have to hear what they have to say. So Jesus says, so clear if your brother sins against you, assume the best. Talk with the person directly, rather than broadcasting it for all the world to see. But again, it's easier to do that. It's easier when we're hurt to react in that way. But charity, and the love of God commands us to do what is impossible and enables us to do so. So are we willing to see the other person, to love them enough, to see them as somebody worth saving, worth redeeming? Do we love the person enough to listen to them? And then do we love the person enough to speak to them? As St. Paul says, never let evil talk past your lips Say only the good things people need to hear, things that will really help them. Which means at times that when we are offended, rather than dragging up all the old skeletons out of the closets to address the matter at hand, because doing that is not gonna end well, right? We've been there. But do we love the person enough to speak to them, to speak to them the truth? There's a guy, um, his name is Penn Gillette. He's an atheist, comedian, magician, you know, sleight of hand tricks kind of guy. And he, he made this video one time after a conference because at the end of this conference, you know, people come up to him and say, you know, thank you for the show and whatnot. And this guy, he was a Christian. He, was, he loved Jesus. He came up to, to Penn Gillette, again, this atheist comedian. 
And he said to him, you know, I really enjoy your show, love your work. And then he pulled out a small Gideon Bible, New Testament and Psalms, and gave it to Penjolet and said, I just really want you to have this. And you can imagine, right, this, this guy who's an atheist would be offended in that moment. He said, no, actually I wasn't. He said, what I discovered is, first of all, this man is he's a good man, he says. But he said, if we truly believe in eternal salvation, if we truly believe that every person is destined for eternal life, he says, these are his words, not mine, how much do we have to hate somebody not to tell them that? Right, if we truly believe what we profess, do we love someone enough to share that truth with them that they're destined for eternal life? Which doesn't mean necessarily dragging up and just pointing out their faults. It's again having the vision of Jesus and saying, this person is someone that God is already working on to restore. This is a person that God loves. Will we share Jesus' vision for this person? Or maybe it's as simple as if we're at work or if you're in the classroom, right, and somebody asks your opinion about something, not to lie to them. Right? If they're like, what do you think about the behavior that I'm engaging in? Maybe it doesn't mean just broadcasting it and you know, proselytizing, but maybe it does mean not to lie when those things, when we have the opportunity to speak, if we have that role. Because the first reading today, Ezekiel the prophet, he points out that the role of a prophet is to call people to conversion. But that may not be our role in that person's life. But if we have a relationship with that person, are we willing to speak the truth? And then even after that, right, Jesus says, sometimes even that's not enough. He says, this person refuses to listen to them, tell the church, if he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. But here's the thing, Jesus loves tax collectors. We know that because the one who wrote this gospel was himself a tax collector. And Jesus is the savior who loves to save. And so sometimes what it means to love somebody is to simply point out where they're standing, that they're standing on the outside of the community that they profess to be a part of. Sometimes to love another person to say, yes, this is where you're standing, but that's not where you have to stand. You can come back. You can be reconciled. And all this, my brothers and sisters, it is impossible. The Christian life is not just difficult, it is impossible. But we also know that for men, it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And that God gives us the grace. He commands us to do the impossible, but then he gives us his grace to do it. 
And so the question we have to ask ourselves today is will we obey the Lord's command to love like him? Because if we are willing to obey that command, then he gives us that grace to live it out. Because he is the savior who loves to save. And this doesn't mean that we do it perfectly. It's easy to get discouraged when we fall. But the victory comes when we stand back up. So my brothers and sisters, if love is the fulfillment of the law and God gives us the ability to love as he loves, it first happens here where we receive that love. The love that thinks you and I are worth saving, that you and I are worth redeeming. Will we look at others and will we treat others in the same way?